nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Nerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nerdcore Podcast, a podcast that reviews movies and talks that nerd shit. This is episode 632, and it is your review of The Orphanage. As always, it is the Nerd Shit Connor here to host the show alongside my wonderful co-host, Brad Young Yoda. What's up, everybody? Welcome to wonderful, wonderful Tuesday? Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday night live and early for our patrons, like really live and early. Like this is really early for them. Yeah. But this guess is, what? This, is, this usually comes out on Thursday. But guess what day that is? Thanksgiving. That's Thanksgiving. So we won't be yeah. here. And you yeah. shouldn't be either. Enjoy time with your family. Yeah. Actually, make your fam like if you have to. You know what's it called? A uh, tolerate your family's dumbass political views sometimes. Oh, yeah, just turn us you on. Should, you should let just us turn this them. on. Yeah, <laughs> let us annoy them uh, with our reviews and yeah. whatever else we come up with. Yeah, it's always yeah. a good time. Also, if you're on long road trips, just uh, you know, grab the ox cord and put us on. Yeah, so like, oh, mom, I don't want to listen to Kenny Chesley again. He's like, well, fuck. Well, what do you have fuck anything else? You, there you go. Yeah, fuck Kenny Chesney. <laughs> oh man, but um, yeah, man, um, just live and early for them over at Patreon.com/slash Nerdcore. At the $1 tier, you get this episode live and you get it early so that way you can talk to us in the comments, in the chat here, and talk to us. And then the public gets this episode on Saturday. So, yeah. Also, um, like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Yes, yes. But, Brad, before we get into the review, how are you doing today? I'm doing uh, pretty pretty decent. Yeah. Pretty decent. I watched, uh, well, I watched a few movies. Clockwork Orange? I did watch Clockwork Orange, so that's one of them. And then I went ahead and watched um, Living. Oh, with um, yeah, yeah, the remake of uh, of Ikiru. Yeah, yeah. What what what'd you think of that? Uh, I think, I think they were decent. I don't I don't think they trampled on the legacy of of the, what that movie is. Um, <laughs> it's no Ikiru though. No, of course not. I don't it, think you should have so gone I, in there. I, I mean, it. and also. If you've seen Ikiru and you watch this movie, you can tell it took a lot from that movie, which of course it did because it's based off of it. But you don't get necessarily the same feelings you do watching Ikiru. Like for me, it's some like really deep, like life changing kind of feelings with that movie. And then this movie, you kind of get the sense of that, but it's not the same thing. Um, but there are scenes in this where I'm just going, wow, like. Like there's the bar, like you remember the bar song yeah. scene in Ikiru? They have that yeah. in there. And I, I mean, they have a lot of very deep emotional moments in the movie as well. But does does it li live up to Ikiru? Nothing will, in my opinion. No, so. no. And honestly, I don't think anybody should have walked into living expecting for it to be Ikiru. I think that that's, you're no, already it's, setting it's, it up for failure. Yeah, I, I mean, because that's such a high bar, and yeah. you know, people say that's 
a lot of people say that's Kurosawa's best movie. And if that's the Emperor's best movie, it's going to be hard to top that with a remake. Yeah. Or or it was pretty much a remake. It's hard um, to top the his best his worst, bro. Yeah. I, I mean his worst is still pretty fucking good. Um but I, I give credit, I give credit to Bill Nighy. Night, yeah. N I G H Y. Um he does uh excellent performance throughout the movie. Um yeah. he's Nashimura, but you know. You know, you know, I, I, I can't I can't put them on the same bar. They're two different movies in semblance. Yeah. Um, I, I think, but I, I don't think it did anything to like, you know, make me go like, ah, oh, this is, this is shit. They just shit all over Kurosawa's fucking, nothing, nothing really came like that. Okay. Um, anything else you watch? No, I think, I think that was it for today. Just we'll clockwork in that, in that one? Living. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, we had something, uh, we had, we did a cool little thing over at work today we we, we ate the models and stuff so um yeah i'm still gonna go to work tomorrow but i don't have to work thursday or friday so tomorrow i'm gonna try to work seven hours so i can get my uh my uh hours worth uh yeah. for not are being gonna, able are to you gonna show show what you spent your uh, bank account on no because that's uh you'll have to watch the uh my youtube video when ha, i already do. know so ha yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's go. You have to watch my uh, vlog that I did of my uh, journey to uh, to Barnes and Nobles to um, buy some Criterions. But um, yeah, sure you'll, you'll get some lovely comments on that. Much better than we get on this yeah. channel for whatever reason. That is. on my channel, Brad. I don't know why. Yeah, you got excellent, nice, yeah. kind people on your channel, and we get yeah. shitheads. Yeah, <laughs> shout, shout out to the people on my channel, man. Just great people, man. I love y'all. Come over, come over this way and leave comments. I, I promote the nerdcore every single time, bro. No, I know I, I I've, wa I've watched, so I've heard. Yeah. But I, I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying, come on, leave leave a leave like like leave some nice comments because usually we're just getting called dumb. Yeah. <laughs> or being uh, what's it called? Accused of canceling a show that we did not animate at all. Um, I was I was not a part of that. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, man, um. Uh, I went and did that. I bought. I did my re video today, and I watched this film in the morning. Um, it was a long time since I've seen this movie, Brad. Um, because I remember when I remember when this movie came out. So was um. Uh, so Guillermo was mentioned in the beginning of this movie. Guillermo's a producer. He's the producer. Okay, because I was I was looking at that like I know I'm like I know he didn't direct this movie, so he had to produce it. No, it does not feel like a fucking no no. Was it called Guillermo del Toro film no, at it's all? Not. I mean, it's not. I, I think, um, um, was it Tigers Are Not Afraid? Yeah. That feels more to me like a Guillermo movie, even though that's not a Guillermo movie. No. Once again, another one that I think you produced that one, or I'm not sure. It, it's uh, very similar, so you can definitely yeah. be like, yeah, they they uh they got a lot a lot of ideas from Guillermo in that one. Yeah, but um. Yeah, man, this is only produced by Memo. Uh, he didn't want to go direct this. But, um, yeah, I watched this in the morning and was able to finish it before I had to go back to go to work. So, um, yeah. Can, can, I, can I just say that I had a hell of a time watching this movie? <laughs> I can't say over uh, what service I was trying to use. Um, but I'm still having that connection issue to it. I can still, I can do it over the phone. So I don't, 
I don't know what's going on. Uh, I don't know I what's going on there. You might um, need to update your app, man. I'll have to well, check stop using the, the website. It doesn't give me an update warning, but maybe maybe that's it. Are you, uh, it just uh, says like a checking connection speed, and it's like oh, I forget you're using those on your TV, right? Yeah, you might have to find. You might have to uh, what's it called? Uninstall the app. Maybe, maybe and then reinstall. Yeah, yeah. that's a possibility. Who is a son of a bitch, man? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, so yeah. so I, I I get out. I got it. I got it playing on on my phone, and um, the the damn thing. Like so, I had to, the dogs had to go out, so I had to pause it. So I went out and then I came back and I went to play it and then the subtitles aren't working anymore. And I spent like 30 minutes trying to figure out how to put the fucking subtitles back on because they were just not doing it. And I, I fucking gave up with 40 minutes left in the movie. Just went to Amazon and rented it for two dollars and forty nine cents. So just like fuck this. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well, um But I did watch the movie in its entirety in some yeah. form. Yeah, you're like I'm not dealing with this shit again. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I'm old. I'm tired, and I work with children. Children. Yeah, my streaming services are just made by children. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Brad, um, I'm glad that you at least got to got to watch. I did. It. I watched the whole thing. Yeah. So, uh, not unlike the last movie we discussed, this is not uh, come. This is not come out a year before our cutoff date. So, um, no. So you gotta you gotta put the spoiler warning. Yep. So in case uh, you have not watched um, the orphanage and you care about spoilers, you should probably get out of here. But if you don't care, or you've already seen the film, then go ahead and stay. Either way, how any of that goes, this is your one and only spoiler warning, and it is in effect in a five, four. Three, two, one. <laughs> All right, Brad, introduce us to J.A. Ballena's The Orphanage. All right, coming from our one and only source, Wikipedia. The Orphanage, or as it's known in Spanish, El Orfanato. Orfanato? Orfanato. Yeah. Is a 2007 gothic supernatural horror film and the debut feature of J.A. Bayona. Bayona? Bayona. The film star is Belen Ruda. Belen Ruda. I well, well, you I'm trying name. not. I'm trying not to destroy because it's Spanish and I can like pronunciate Spanish. Uh, <laughs> J, um, Belen Rueda. Belen Rueda. Thank you. As Laura Fernando Cayo, as her husband Carlos and Roger Princep, as their adopted son Simone. The plot centers on Laura, who returns to her childhood home, an orphanage. Laura plans to turn the house into a home for disabled children, but after an argument with Simone, he goes missing. The film script was written by Sergio G. Sanchez in 1996 and brought to the attention of Bayona in 2004. Bayona asked his longtime friend, director Guillermo del Toro, to help produce the film and to double its budget and filming time. The Orphanage is an international co-production between Spain and Mexico. Bayona wanted the film to capture the feel of the 1970s Spanish cinema. He cast Geraldine Chaplin and Belin Rueda, uh, who were later praised for their roles in the film. The film opened at the Cannes Film Festival on May 20th, 2007, where it received a standing ovation lasting more than 10 minutes. It received domestic critical acclaim in Spain and won seven Goya Awards. 
Have we heard of Goya Awards before? Yes, that is Spain's. Uh, what's it called? Uh, version of the spy of the of the Oscars. I just know the company. Is that is that the se- different? Oh yeah, name? you're thinking about the beans, bro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about it. Moving later, uh, including original screenplay and new director. Actually, I'm thinking about the the soda too because they have the Go- Goya champagne soda, which is yeah, and they have the delicious. coconut water too, and yeah, yeah, all that all that shit. Bro, can't have anymore. Um, yeah. Including original screenplay and new director on its North American release, the orphanage was praised by English speaking critics who described the film as well directed and well acted, and noted the film's lack of cheap scares. Subsequently, New Line Cinema bought the rights to the film for an American remake. Great. Um, probably from um, oh New Line. You know, no, I, I, I figured that was would be like a Bloom thing, Bloom House. But yeah. anyways, um, uh, I just hate it when the fucking what's it called? Uh, the Amber Alerts interrupt your podcast. Damn. <laughs> oh yeah, we do, we don't live in the same state, so yeah, we don't read. <laughs> um, cinematography, Oscar Fura Fura. Um, um, edited Oscar Faura. Faura, thank you. Uh, edited by Elena Ruiz. Ruiz, Ruiz. Music man, by man, you are you are just butchering the fuck. Elena Ruiz, Ruiz. Elena. Elena. Ruiz. Ruiz. I was close. Fernando Velasquez. Velasquez. There you go. Velasquez. Um, as distributed by Warner. Look at that. Warner Brothers and, Pictures um, Spain. Okay. So that was so it wasn't Warner Brothers Pictures and then Spain. So no, it's, it's Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers Pictures, Pictures Spain. Spain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like distributed by all of Spain. That's kind of cool. Um running time 97 minutes. Budget four million dollars. So they start so he had a budget of two million. Like yeah. apparently every debut, well, not not every debut Mexican directors movie then he asked Guillermo for double in his budget to four million which is still that that's pretty paltry in comparison to like anything yeah um but box office 78.6 million so there you go that's why i'm telling raul he needs to write a horror film yeah um i wish brad i'm telling you man i'm fucking what's it called a what do you want me to do about that, Brad? I'm, I'm just get me I'm just, funding, I'm just, funding. Hey, I'm just saying you write it, and somebody will probably buy it, Bloomhouse or something. I hope. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> fucking returns, bro. Right there, it shows. Wait, Taco um, Bell sells our fantos. God damn it, Cece. Not, uh, no, that's um, what's that? What's that? Uh, that fucking online <laughs> furniture store. <laughs> Which one of the many? There was an online furniture store that you know there was a conspiracy theory because they named all their uh their furniture like um names, like people names oh. that um they were actually selling like kids online. Jesus Christ. Wayfair. So Wayfair. All right. Well um But it was kind of weird. They had like like beds named like Mary and like you know, like Josephine or some shit. Well, Brad. Um, it was Stacy. It was. Um, with that said, though, um, Brad, what are your initial thoughts on uh, the orphanage? Um, I didn't hate it, but it was it was all right. 
like I don't I you know in, in the horror spectrum I, I I consider this like in the realm of um Tigers are not afraid. Uh, I think Tigers are not afraid is better though. I, I like Tigers are not afraid better. The others, which also I consider better. This is this is kind of on the low end of the horror I've seen, and, and that I didn't hate hate it, but also um, the pacing was way off. It, it was a slow it was a slow movie for me. Oh yeah, um, and you know some of the plot didn't make sense. Like like the old lady kind of running around, and then it it wasn't that like um she was just trying to the hide the fact or get the dead kids bodies back from where they were stashed. Some stuff of this movie didn't really make a lot of sense. Um, I did like the kind of twist ending where it's like oh she trapped her own child who had found the, the sack head. Yeah. Um, so that that was the most interesting part I think of this movie. But it comes at the end, unfortunately. But um, like I didn't hate it, but at the same time, this is one I would want to watch again because I did have like this is one I chose. Like I really had high hopes for this, and then it kind of just fell flat. All right, uh, Brad. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie. I remember this movie when it first came out. Uh, Two thousand seven. How old were you? Like twelve. Yeah, but. <laughs> Oh, my my parents, my dad. What's it called? It was a joke. I. Yeah. <laughs> you should have been watching Paw Patrol. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, my um, what's it called? You know, when you're Mexican, you're you're automatically a fan of a uh, Guillermo del Toro, bro. So when I mean, the name's attached, you're gonna want to watch this. Uh, it's been a long time since I've rewatched this, but I have to say, Brad, I actually really like this movie, Brad. Yeah. I think it's a damn good movie. I think that um, it's it's one of the better debuts. That I've seen. That, uh, I give him points for that. Like for a debut. It's really fucking good. I mean, yeah. it's not that bad. Like I really I mean, it, like, it's not like it, it's not like um uh what, what's the Guillermo's debut we watched? Kronos. Oh no. no. No, I don't I don't put it up there with like Kronos or any of that, but no. I don't like I, I think it's like a good movie, but I don't think I've seen so much better just in this oh, category. Yeah. And just in, in the Spanish overall horror yeah. theme. But, I mean, I think that it's a really good movie. I think I really like the cinematography. I love what he does with the lighting here. Um, it does rem- it does remind me of the realm of, like, the, the others. Yeah. Like, in a way. But that might be a, be a bit of the recency for me. You know. Dude, we just already- watched the others, what? Last month. month. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, maybe it's that. But um, I think that it's, it's a good movie. Uh, I don't think the performances are anywhere near being, like, uh, um, like I'm not, I'm not like those performances are nothing that I'm writing home about here. But I think what is really like that I'm writing home about is the um, the technical prowess here, the craftsmanship. I mean, the story overall for me that's that actually works kind of well, and it's actually just a really, really sad, depressing. It's a very sad. De- so this is sad. right up Rose realm. This is a yeah. sad, depressing kind of film. like. <laughs> The fucking so red, like the the mom, what's it called? Like kills the kid, or what is it again? Like, so no, you're thinking the others. Others, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's easy. It's easy to get them. So well, technically, kinda. So so okay. So you got um, so you're at the party where they, yeah. they invited all the kids who you know might want to come stay because they're reopening. 
the orphanage as kind of a disabled care, disabled yeah. kid kid care center. Um, I guess that's what I could call it. And uh, her son, who has, uh, well, he has AIDS. Um, yeah. AIDS adopted. So if if you haven't watched the movie. But at the party, you remember you, you had, and this is where they play it very well, is you have the, the kid with the, the sack over his head. Yeah. And the old kind of timey looking clothes. And for some reason, nobody notices this kid. So when when they say nobody notices this kid, I don't know how you don't notice a kid with a sack on it, like a potato sack on his head. But nobody notices him. So it, it makes the viewer think, oh, that's a ghost. That's a ghost like all these other ghost children. Yeah. They should and, be held. <laughs> and what, what basically ends up happening is what we think is the ghost that slams the mom's fingers into the, into the door, which is also a very horrifying scene for me. It's like, no. And then she pull, has to pull the nail off, which by the way, you can tell this wasn't directed by Guillermo because her pulling the nail off was kind of far away. Guillermo would have been right on that nail when it got pulled off. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, 100% and, agree, Brad. <laughs> and so the kid runs off. And, you know, when she finally gets out, she she's looking all over for Simone and she's just all just going through everything. And when she opens that closet, um, everything like falls over. And basically Simone had been hiding in that that room. And so he couldn't get out. Yeah. And so for months he was just in that room and he was trying to get out. And on one of those attempts, he's trying to get out. He fell off the stairs and got injured and died. In orphanage party, someone called Christian Cage. Yep. <laughs> yep. I know that joke. <laughs> I know that reference. I know that reference. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's just like the whole time you're kind of led to believe like, oh, it's a ghost, right? And it's like, yeah, that, that's what I thought. I'm like, oh, it's just a ghost kid because nobody else fucking noticed the, the kid with the, the potato sack but on his head. They also like fucking bullied him. Like kids bullied him because he was what's it called? Deformed. Well, and I guess another good part about the story is you have this other storyline with the old lady and you all thought that maybe she kidnapped him because she was on the grounds at the time. But she was yeah. just trying to get the bodies of all the kids she murdered. This is this is a very depressing yeah. <laughs> movie. But it's, it's like I said, it's so good, bro. Like, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this story. I think that it works well. Do I think it's paced good enough? No, I think it's no. kind of draggy I, at times. That, that's the thing, though, is we've seen better movies. Yeah, I I've think seen that's them the do issue is, is like you stack this up with Tiger's Not Afraid, any Guillermo movie, um, uh, the others, like it's, it doesn't quite hold up to those in yeah. itself. It's a good watch, but I'm not going to watch this like every year. For like yeah. around Halloween. No, no, no. Whereas like the others, now it's a mandatory watch for me. I think that's yeah. the one that I want to watch for, for like every every Halloween season. But um, yeah, man, I, I I still think it's pretty good, man. And um, I for like a debut, that's what I think is the most impressive to me. I think that well. it's the guy's first movie, and he also, already also, has really yeah four million dollars. Four million dollars. So he had a budget of two million dollars, and then and that, he went to his buddy Guillermo. And was like, "Can I get a more million? money? <laughs> Can I please have some more money, sir?" Like it's expensive. It's it's two thousand. It's two thousand seven. Like things are things are a lot more expensive, Guillermo, than ten yeah. years ago when you filmed on two million. Hey, Brad, this movie did wonders for him because guess what? This guy ended up going to direct fucking what's it called? Um, um, 
what's it called? Uh, what? Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. There you go. And that yeah. I mean, huge successes on those parts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You ended up going to like you ended up doing that, and um, yeah, that's kind of like well, not it, but like he's done other films, but you know, he went on to get like his big breaks. So I mean, Gu- Guillermo's got a whole crew. Oh, and, <laughs> and he directed two episodes of The Rings of Power, Brad. Oh shit! There you so go. you know this guy, what's it called? Yeah. You know this did it wonders well. for him. Yeah, no, Guillermo's Guillermo has his whole crew of like yeah. directors and actors and all that. Yeah. But um yeah, man, I think it I think the movie's good. Um like I, I really do um I I think I just think the performances are nothing to write home about. I think that the pacing is kind of lackluster there. I think that it, a lot of it is just kind of depending on that second yeah. act being so fucking draggy. Yeah. But can I, can I just say I, 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 so at towards the end of this, right, right when um, the mom takes the child's pills and kills herself, and it's a very like a loving moment there, where it's like, hey, can you take care of all of us now that you're, you know, dead too? And it's like, sure, I have nothing better to do. I'm dead, yeah. and you know, but it's after that, and you just start thinking like, like the dad is going to walk in on this. This is going to be the weirdest, like. Like, this is going to be, like, they don't show it, thankfully, because that would probably be the most painful thing in this whole movie, is is that dad, or, or the husband, uh, walking in and seeing his wife, who he just was like, okay, I'll give you two days to, you know, look around, see what we can do. Because um, she's still believing the child's alive after all this time. Holding the emaciated, like lifeless body that's been dead for six months of her child that would that's got like i'm glad they didn't show that yeah because that would just be like yeah we just put the fucking nail in the coffin huh yeah i'm glad they just went to the the straight to the uh to the cemetery with the the uh stone with the gravestone yeah. And um, I'm glad they went with that because that man is going to go right from there and need therapy. Yeah. Um, but like I said, bro, good movie. Uh, I would, I would I'll give it just straight up eight, eight out of ten, bro. It's, a, it's got a damn good what's it called cinematography. I like the lighting especially. Um, I like the story. I think it's a really interesting story about like, you know, that mixes those horror elements well. But I just think that what holds this movie back the most is just that second act feeling so dragged out. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go a little lower. I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10. All right. Damn, okay. Yeah. All right. Hey man, it's a debut and man, you know, damn. no, I don't I don't put like and I might rewatch this and like this a little better, but it it's just, you know, I I was hoping for like that that feeling I got when um with uh, Tigers and Not Afraid when I yeah. when I first watched that cuz when I first watched that movie, I was just blown away. And I don't know if that was a debut or not. I think that was a debut, Brad. That was a debut. Yeah. So just the fact I was totally blown away by Tigers Are Not Afraid. And this one, I wasn't blown away. Like it's good. Like it's it's really good. But I wasn't like feeling those same feelings with this movie. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, that concludes our review of the orphanage. And as always, you can go ahead and keep up to date with us on the nerdcore.com, Twitter at the nerdcore underscore, Instagram at the nerdcore, patreon.com slash the nerdcore at the $1 tier. 
you get access to this episode and other episodes of the Nerdcore podcast live and early before anybody gets to watch them in the public sphere. And, of course, we want to thank you all so much for watching this. If you're on YouTube, if you are, please consider subscribing to the channel if you haven't. And go ahead and click that notification bell so you don't miss a single piece of content that drops on the channel. And leave a like on the video as well, please. If you're listening to this on the audio side of things, go ahead and leave a five-star review. That would help us out a lot. And follow us on your favorite podcast app of choice. And, of course, uh, like I said, y'all, it's going to look a little weird next week because of Brad. But we are trying to try this. We're going to try to get uh, Clockwork Orange done on Sunday. And um, hopefully what's going to have that for ready for you all for Monday. And then after that, I think just some of those Patreon stuff is going to just have to bleed into next month. But for now, um, just uh, stick with us. Sunday, we should have um, Sunday. We'll have uh, Invincible for you guys. Uh, Invincible season, season two, episode four review. But for now, just I don't know how it how it's going to look. Play it right? by ear. Play it by ear. Play it by ear. Play it by ear. Yep. I still have not heard anything about what we're doing for, for Thanksgiving. So, you know, I'm just playing it by ear, bro. I'm playing it by ear. Uh, so, Brad, uh, tell them about our wonderful producer, Shane. You can follow our friend Shane at twitch.tv slash XSRK or at Twitter at thrift.io or go buy something from the subby god at presentcityvintage.com. Support your uh, small businesses and order something from our friend Shane. And straight. And of course, thank all our Patreon supporters because they're the they're, they're the ones who make this possible. Without them, we don't get to do this stuff. And of course, we will see you all in the next one. But for now, Brad, let's go ahead and get them out of here. All right, Roll. Thank you, being host as always. Thank you to Stacy for joining us in chat today. Thank you to everyone else who joins us in future chats. Thank you to all the listeners out there, all our Patreon supporters. We appreciate each and every one of you. And to end this episode, all I have to say is uno, dos, tres. Young Yoda out. Ah, oh, shit, the ghost children are back. Uno. <laughs>